Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster Eight the Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and uh, that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down. So I'm going through and getting all the music remo removed. So you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show. Um, if I'm not able to cut around it, like sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh, yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about a song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when saying that Spotify Anchor allowed music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This is, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monster 8 the Pilot, the podcast hosted by, by me, Brandon. It is Sunday night, so it's time for the three songs of the week. Also, time for some other ramblings. I've got I finished up the season one of Lost, so we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about some other stuff, some funny things, some great things. Thank you once again for all those who have wished me a happy birthday in the past few days. I am 32 years of age now, so wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. Um, yeah, other than that, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have, if it's your first time, welcome. If it's your first, second time, welcome back. Um, available on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Amazon. Shit, I just uh, did a fucking circle. <laughs> Google, Apple, Amazon, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. Anchor, also the sponsor of the video. Thank you so much for that. <clears throat> uh, if you like what you heard, spread the good word. Like, share, subscribe, support. Other than that, man, what's been going on in the world of Brandon? I mean, yeah, I went down to, I decided I didn't end up going down to uh, the old P-Town, visited some, uh, talked to old Lauren. I think we're, we're really close to getting it hashed out for when he's going to be up here. So probably about two years from now, we will have that. <laughs> we'll have my first guest on the podcast, but we're still working towards it. We're almost there, man. Uh, talked to some other people, too. Saw an old friend, Mariah, hadn't seen since. Probably I left Port City all them years ago. Nice to see her. She's always wonderful. She can sing her ass off. She's sings like, op uh, like opera stuff for karaoke. It's fucking wonderful. So my good buddy Chris, which will be uh, karaoke Chris, that good guy. That good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. Uh, saw him. He was hosting the pub quiz at Port City. He was filling in. Um, good for him, I guess. I don't know. It probably hates it. I hated, oh God, I hated doing the fucking pub quiz by the end. I like most of it. I mean, I enjoyed doing it, but man... Uh, they got rid of the current events round, which, thank fucking God, that's the thing I hate writing the most was current events, because, especially because, let's see, I was doing that from, like, probably 2015 through 2017, I probably did it almost, like, two years, um, and that was, like, the perfect time, that's when, like, the news went fucking wild and nothing was ever, like, good, <laughs> everything was shitty all the time, you can only, like, write so many questions about, like, uh, some guy going crazy and walking into an, um, uh, like a retirement home to stab like 20-some people. You can only write so many questions about that before you're like, you know what, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, and that's kind of, God, I got so sick of that. But I'm glad they got rid of it. Uh, which I'll be seeing old karaoke Chris here in a few days, me, him. 
couple other pals. I think Jake and my good bell, my good bell, my good buddy Jay Bell will be heading to the American Aquarium show at the Bluestone, which I'm really excited for. I haven't been to Bluestone since I saw Lucero, God, probably close to a decade ago. Peach juice. Uh, yeah, me and JR went and saw Lucero and William Elliott Whitmore basically like a decade ago. I had flipped the old tractor a few days before that and I had like a cast on my hand. I was so cool. I met Ben after the show. It was a good time. Good time, great time, wonderful time. Uh, have I done everything? Oh, opening song of the night was The Prodigy, Public Enemy, and Manfred Mann with Shut Em... Was it Shut Em Up? Yeah, Shut Em Up, which is off the 2016 record, if I'm thinking correctly. 2015, The Day Is My Enemy from The Prodigy. Good song, that. I like that song a lot. Great great opening track, I believe. It's not the opening track on the record, but the opening track for me. Uh, well, good time. Like I say, I got to see my uh, got to see my fellow birthday friend, uh, Madeline, my little niece. That was cool. She's had a great time. She thinks she needs more presents, for the love of God. She got seven more than me. I had my birthday first, and she gets more. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ugh. What else is going on in the world of Brandon? Man, I don't have a whole lot planned tonight. Like I said, I got three songs. I think I picked up three really great songs. Um, cool thing that happened on my birthday was that... Excuse me. Um, shit, lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, Mark Marin released an episode of his podcast, and he had Sam Rockwell on. And God damn it, I love it. Like, it was so... I, I fucking love Sam Rockwell. He's one of my favorite actors, period. All-timer, like, probably top, like, five, six, seven in that range. Like, he's just... He's incredible. Absolutely love Sam Rockwell. And it was, like, really cool to hear them go back and forth. Really fun podcast. Funny. Um, both kind of digging into each other. Like, I don't know. It was cool. I guess they're friends. I need to... I'm going to watch that animated movie they did. The uh, Bad Guys, I think was what it was called. Animated movie that came out last year. I'm going to watch that just because Rockwell and Marin are in it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was a good episode. I, you know, I don't like I said, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. So every once in a while, it's really got to be something that piques my interest. And Sam Rockwell is one of those that piques my interest. And from that, I've decided I'm going to do like this huge, like kind of career retrospective of Sam Rockwell. I go back, watch like his first movie, and pick up movies over the years and stuff like that. The great ones like Three Billboards, Green Mile, <clears throat> Moon, which is fantastic. I'll even probably watch Mr. Right with Anna Kendrick. It's not a great movie, but it's like it's perfectly fucking serviceable for what it is, man. It's kind of fun. It's also kind of see Rockwell in that kind of vibe. Galaxy Quest, which I just watched like a couple weeks ago. Great fucking movie. Um, I'll probably rewatch that too. I fucking love Galaxy Quest. Great film. Great film. Yeah, so I'm excited to get started on that. Kind of get it all together and see what movies I'm going to pick and stuff like that. Instead of watching scary movies, I'm going to watch Sam Rockwell movies. That's what October's all about is Sam Rockwell. Good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. What else happened? I went down to, I went to, excuse me. Ah, God, I love peach juice so much. None of my last bottle of that eight I got. Uh, went to Jake's, hung out for a little bit, watched the Browns beat the Steelers. It was cool, you know. It was kind of, ah, uh, makes me, I don't know, it just kind of hurts my soul a little bit when they talk about Deshaun Watson and it shows all the fans who have Deshaun Watson jerseys and you're just like, oh, God. Supporting a fucking piece of shit. Like, you can still support the Browns, but why the fuck are you buying a goddamn Deshaun Watson jersey? Like, get the fuck out of here with that. Jesus, it made me so. I guess it's kind of made me sick. 
saw a good tweet about it because, you know, they're talking about how he's suspended, but they don't ever mention what he's suspended for, you know, which is, might be they can't really talk about stuff like that on a foot, like the Aaron, like, yeah, like, you know, who was it? Al, was it Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, I think, are the Thursday night guys now? They're probably not allowed to talk about stuff like that. That's probably from the corporate levels. Hey, we can't talk about sexual assault during the football game. <laughs> so, who knows? I know they mentioned that he's only allowed to get, like, team mas- like massages from team officials or something like that, or whatever the fuck they call it, like, uh, actual team hired mas- masseuse, masseuse? How's that work? Masseuses? Masseusei? Who fucking knows? <laughs> Um, a suicide. Um, I don't know. I thought it was, uh, but I'm glad I got the win. I do hate the Steelers and Brissette's playing pretty well overall, but at the same time, I don't give a shit enough of it. Uh, then I caught up on Lord of the, uh, Rings of Power. Pretty solid episode overall, I thought. Um, I really, really am enjoying, uh, Elrond and Doran's interactions. The guy who plays Doran, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, is outstanding. He's hilarious. Plays it well. Um, I don't know. It, it, I think it encapsulates a lot of what kind of Tolkien wrote about, like dwarves and stuff like that. It seemed, or at least the idea of it behind it. Yeah, I don't know, I've been pretty good. Um, overall, uh, I don't, the rest of it is kind of a bland-ish. Especially the Galadriel stuff, because she's just like a rage monster, and it's kind of boring. Um, and then, I like the elf. I, the, uh, you know, the controversial black elf, because how dare he? How dare he be born with that? <laughs> so stupid still. Uh, but you know what else is dumber? Is that apparently, for some reason, I don't know how this happened, um, people are attacking Neil Gaiman, the guy who wrote American Gods and The Sandman and a couple other, uh, Norse Mythology, a couple other great books. Uh, they're blaming him for the Rings of Power, you know? Like, how dare he, even though he has absolutely nothing to do with any of it. <laughs> I don't know how it's happening. It has been absolutely hysterical because watching him is like, oh, he like apo- he's like apologizing. Like he's being, obviously being a douche. He's being, well not a douche, he's being like a dickhead to him. And he's like apologizing. He's like, how, oh, you know, the next time I work on this show, I'm, I'm going to fix all these problems. The next time I go to write this show. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't get it. It's funny. Uh, these people just sending all these huge texts to him about how he's fucked it all up and how dare he. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? I saw one person kind of fucking with one of them. The guy um, didn't get it, and uh, he said, "I think he said something about House of Dragon." He's like, "Oh, you should see what he did to House of Dragon." He's like, "Oh, I, I know it's ridiculous." And some guy's like, "Yeah, he had Martin Scorsese direct one of the episodes." And goes like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "Yeah," and it was written by Aaron Sorkin. He's like, "Oh, I didn't even watch that trash." I'm like, yeah, it's obvious you don't fucking know anything, dude. Oh, it's funny. It's so weird how dumb people are. And they think they have a real opinion. Oh, man. Oh. And I also thinks of the people who... That's I think I talked about a little bit, you know, people getting caught and being, like, wrong about stuff. You know, they're like, uh, you say something, either you misread a situation and you're wrong, and somebody points out how you're wrong, but instead of, like, a, like oh, you know, hey, my bad, I, I, I misread the situation, or, oh, I didn't get the joke, it's my fault. They just double down and make themselves look even fucking dumber. Um, the other th- part of that is the people who get caught in that and then try to act like they were joking. Like, you know, you missed the joke, so then you act like, well, I was joking that I missed the joke. And then it becomes this infinite cycle of people acting like that they were joking. They, like, no, it's like, I was joking that you were joking that 
or I was, I knew that you knew that you, I don't even fucking know. It's so goddamn stupid. It's a big circle argument of you missed the joke. No, you missed that I was joking. It's like, no, you missed that I was joking that I knew you were joking. And it's just a fucking cycle. I hate the internet. I hate it so much, man. It's so stupid. There's no goodness coming out of that anymore. Like, you go in there, you used to, like, I don't know, what what do we used to do way back? Like, way back in the day, you just tricked your friends to go to LemonParty.com. That's all we did. I think we need to get back to that. Just tricking people into <laughs> seeing that shit. <laughs> oh, I remember 30 Rock made that Lemon Party joke. <laughs> Where does it go? Uh, I think Liz's parents show up, and it's like, Lemon Party uh, preparing to come aboard or something like that. Oh, permission to land or something like that. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, but then, of course, it just became one big goddamn advertisement for useless stuff. I keep bumping my mic on this Greek philosophy book. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know anything anymore. Like, I don't meet any of these absolutely insane people that you see on the internet in life. I've never met any of them. Never met one. Never came close to any of these people that you see online just losing their fucking heads. It's like, I've never met these people in real life. Like, I, it's all like, I just feel like there's this facade, everybody. It's like half the shit you don't even believe in, but you have to argue for it because you just want, I don't know, you're attempting probably to get famous or attempting to, you know, go viral and you think you can retire off viral money. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's so fucking dumb anymore. Like I said, you know, the shit that you get in trouble with on the internet, if you do it in real life, half the time it doesn't fucking matter. Most people understand where you're actually coming from. Because, uh, I don't know, I don't even know a good example. Or at least when I want to talk about it. I don't know, it's just, it's so fucking taxing. But it's so impossible to get off the internet. Especially when sometimes you do get these little gold nuggets of people blaming Neil Gaiman for the Rings of Power. Even though he has absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, what else is going on in the world, Brandon, man? Shit, that might be really all I got. I don't have much at all tonight. <laughs> oh, but we're talking, I guess, say, you know, birthdays and stuff. I talked about it a little bit last time how birthdays don't really have the same meaning anymore for me. It's more of just a day or just kind of that attempt to continue to live each day. Live each day or not live each day one day at a time, man. Uh, live each day kind of or with the idea of like... Ultimately, that number of your age doesn't really matter. You just continue to push forward. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm ever saying. I need to go back and listen to what the hell I say half episodes because usually I just go back and I'm like, when the fuck did I say that? There's so many times I've been reminded of things over the years like, don't you remember when you said this? I'm kind of like, I say so much dumb shit. I do. I just kind of let a lot of things fly and yeah, you know, see what sticks and move forward from there, man. That's my whole, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, And also, I, I don't know. It's weird that I can forget stuff like that, but I remember absolutely anything else. Like, names and faces, I'm impeccable with. It's ridiculous. Like, people can... Like, I can go, like... Somebody I met in passing, like, a year ago, can pop up. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember you. We were talking about this, blah, 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 blah. I don't know why. I have that. Um, I'm per I'm basically... I'm pretty much perfect with faces. Um... Names can come and go. Sometimes there's got to be a specific thing for me to remember your name. Um, I don't know, but then also at the same time, 
fuck, I, I forget so much shit. I always had that kind of thing with memory. I've always wanted to remember absolutely everything. I as even as a kid, everything like um, I don't know. I've always had this weird attachment to memory and wanting to try to remember everything all the time. And I don't know. I don't know why where that came from or how that started or why that became such a thing for me. But it just it did, and uh, it's carried through through my adulthood. Like the amount of people I can just randomly remember. Um, talking to him. Sometimes it may take me a second or two, but once it lodge, like dislodges, shit. Like especially in the industries I've worked in, I've worked in restaurants and I now I work retails. Like I see, you know, hundreds and hundreds of I see hundreds of people, you know, every week or every month at least. Hundreds of different unique people every single week, but yet I can remember almost every single one of them. It takes me just like seconds. Sometimes if I see your name, it's like uh, that doesn't ring a bell. I may look at something else, like oh, I know exactly who this fucking person is. I know who their kids are, man. Uh, <laughs> I know when they were born. Nah. I don't know, maybe I should have tried more with that. Maybe I could have worked for the FBI. Maybe I could have become a you know, criminal profile guy. That would have been cool, right? That would have been badass. Oh. And I've been watching It's Always Sunny some more. Jesus Christ, that show's so wonderful. I've been watching a lot of the early season stuff, and there's so much brilliance in there. I've been listening to bit of that podcast. So now I'm up to like three podcasts I ever listen to. It's uh, every once in a while I listen to Marin, every once in a while I listen to Bill Burr, and every once in a while now I listen to it. It's always the It's Always Sunny retrospective podcast, whatever it is. It's pretty cool when they go over certain episodes, but it's a little annoying for me because I want them to talk about the episode a lot, and they just kind of veer off and they may spend like five minutes of a 45-50 minute episode actually talking about the episode they watched. And that's a little bit annoying for me. Some Like, they'll start and then they'll just kind of veer off. Which is fine. Sometimes it's kind of cool to get to know the guys. But at the same time, it's like I kind of really wish they would like stay right on track with the episode. That's just me, probably. And uh, they were talking about uh, the episode where Max is a serial killer. Or they think Max is a serial killer. <laughs> Maybe go back and watch it. Oh man, there's so much little great things that I've never noticed until they talk about on the show or on the podcast that makes me go back and watch this crack up now. Like uh, Charlie in that episode, that's like the first time Charlie decides he's like a lawyer, even though like, all he does is ever wa- all he ever done is watch uh, Law and Order, so he thinks he's a lawyer now. And like there's a one part he's like, "Hey man, just let me," and he just starts doing like the he just starts uh, like sounding out the Law and Order theme song <laughs> to Mac. <laughs> Oh, that's great! And that same episode, in that episode too, is uh, D and Dennis are trying to get in the mind of the serial killer. Uh, Pe- that's Pepper Jack episode. Pepper Jack, you can't come up and take Pepper Jack's finest bitch. <laughs> it's great. Um, um, no, that episode. They're, so they're lying in wait on the waitress, where they're gonna see if they can get into the mind of the serial killer. Like you know the whole the pursuit part of it or whatever, and, you know, Dennis all like, yeah, we catch her, and, you know, we kill her or whatever. It's like, well, what's our actual plan since we're not going to kill her? And that's like the moment Dennis realized, oh, we're not actually killers or whatever, and he kind of disappointed. <laughs> that's when they start playing on the idea that Dennis might be a serial killer. <laughs> it's hilarious. And Dee's chasing the waitress in her fucking clown shoes. <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's wonderful. And then I finally, uh, I still haven't caught up on House of the Dragon. I don't know, maybe I'll watch that when I get done here. But I might jump into season two of Lost immediately. Or maybe I'll go back and watch a couple episodes of season one again. Like the really, really good ones like, uh, uh, let's see, I talked about Outlaws. I talked about uh, maybe Do No Harm Again. Maybe All the Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues. Maybe, hold on. 
I love peach juice. It's ridiculous. A man has never loved anything more in his life than I love peach juice. They should pay me a fucking billion dollars how much advertising and give them on this, <laughs> this show. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. But I watched Exodus, the finale of season one of Lost. I forgot that on Hulu they split it up into three episodes, not just two. Because I think when it aired, it was two episodes. I swear it was. I don't think it was a three-hour event. So I think, if I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember how it worked when it aired. Because we were on vacation in, like, Carolinas when it happened. When it aired, the actual finale. I forgot all about that fucking bird that shows up halfway through the episode. And I think the subtitles, or at least maybe it did, I didn't pay attention last night. I think the bird was supposed to say Hurley, because I think Hurley's like, did that bird just say my name or something like that? Ugh. I forgot all about that, and there was like a whole bunch of crazy fucking theories about what that bird was. Oh, man, and whether it was like, was it like a fucking condor or one of those, uh, what do they call those fucking things? Oh. It's like this, um, like this old um, Native American urban legend about this fucking massive bird. Is it a Thunderbird? Yeah, Thunderbird. There was like a Thunderbird or something like that. Oh, but... Shit. Uh, hit the piano. Um, yeah, but I forgot all about that part. Um, Art's showing up for a few, like, couple episodes. You know, talked about the monsoon. Then he blows himself up with dynamite after being a dick the whole time. <laughs> Leslie's a bitchin' name, man. Oh, fucking Hurley's great. Um... Yeah, the Russo stuff, Charlie kind of trying to be the hero. Uh, so, and then that whole raft sequence when they actually launched a raft, the hope in it, um, the goodbyes, you know, Charlie getting up all the letter, like the whole message in a bottle part, um, them going back and forth, you know, Sawyer looking around for Kate, and also the big part, like my favorite part of the all three episodes, I guess, if you want to call them three separate episodes of the whole finale, was Sawyer finally telling Jack about meeting his dad which uh, happens in Outlaws. He meets Christian at a bar, and uh, Christian is just, like, drinking himself to death, and all he wants to do is, like, pick up the phone and call Jack and tell him that, you know, he he was right, that Jack's right. He was, you know, he's not mad. He's just unbelievably proud of him and stuff like that. The stuff that, you know, is the crux of Jack's character, that his dad never, uh, you know, gave him that approval and stuff like that, and he always try, you know, he always fought against that, trying to find that approval. Oh, it was wonderful when Sorry tells him, and Jack has that breakdown, and he's like, you know, I guess he never got around to making that call, and it's like, oh, it's so good. That's why the Sox will never win the series, which kind of blew up in their face literally that year. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> oh, it's funny. They started doing that, and literally the Red Sox won that year. Um, yeah, so, oh, fuck, man. But when they got that raft finally out, and Vincent, that fucking dog, that goddamn dog, man, uh, gets out in the water chasing Walt, trying to get on the boat with him and stuff like that. And he's like, go back, Vincent. Oh, man, just want to cry. So great. And the music, Giacchino fucking kills it, as always, in that show. You know, it swells, and it's just beautiful, and the raft takes off. Then you have the big ending, their big reveal that they aren't coming for Aaron, they were coming for Walt. It's like, we're going to have MC Ganey in all his glory. We're going to have to take the boy. Oh, man, great twist. Um, I'm pretty sure I knew that at the time. I was like, yeah, these, this, they're coming for Walt. And I don't know if they knew they were coming for Walt, but I knew once they showed up, I'm like, I bet they're not there to save them. And they were not. 
Um, yeah, so I guess I might I might jump into season two, uh, which will be Man of Science, Man of Faith. My three episode run will be Man of Science, Man of Faith, The Drift, and uh, I believe Orientation. We'll get the introduction of Desmond. Oh, thank God! Wonderful stuff. We also have the introduction of Anna Lucia and Exodus. I always forgot that she shows up in that episode, and like the finale, she shows up at a bar with uh, Jack in Australia. I forgot about that part. I forgot about so much of it, man. It's so beautiful. Such a great season of television. Still one of my all-time favorites. You know, there might be more that are a little bit more, um, not cohesive. Maybe cohesive might be the word. At the same time, if you if you split up Exodus into three episodes, it's 25 episodes of television for one season. That's insane nowadays. I mean, now you're lucky if you get fucking eight. Uh, so, it's it's great. It's great. It's just perfect. It really was kind of perfect in its own way, and it's so different than anything else that was happening at that point. Um, the closest thing, like, Invasion came out the next year, after, like, the year after that. Um, I know after the show went off the air, you had Flash Forward, then you had The Event, and both those shows were kind of shit. Flash Forward had some great, great bad lines. Your story's got more holes than a kitchen sponge. <laughs> oh, shit. Flash Forward. I thought that show could have been great, but it was kind of a disaster. Uh, I don't know. No, but like I said, once again, thank you so much for uh, reaching out. We passed my birthday, we passed Lost's birthday, we passed my niece's birthday, Bilbo and Frodo Baggins' birthday, we passed the boss's birthday, Bruce, happy birthday to him. Uh, done a lot of cool stuff in the past few days, I guess. Uh, let's see, I went and bought some records, I hadn't bought some records forever. Bought 11 records over two days. <laughs> yeah, I kind of went nuts. You know, I got finances in order, like, okay, since I got my financing good, now it's time to spend a lot of fucking money. <laughs> Oh, I bought myself a new mattress. I am so, so fucking excited for this new mattress. It's a Beautyrest Black, and it's just, it's been what I've been wanting for fucking months now. And now everything came together, I'm like, I can get this mattress. And it, oh, I'm so fucking excited. Dudes, dudettes, friends and neighbors, individuals, everywhere. I cannot wait for this mattress. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um... Let's see. No, but I bought 11 records. Let's see, I found a couple. I found one that I never thought I would find. A Wes Montgomery record. He was a jazz guitarist. He has uh, got a song called Wendy that I absolutely love. And I never could find it on any of his records or anything like that. I had one record. Him and the... I can't remember the trio that plays with him. Um, when I had moved into this apartment, I was hanging something up um, beside the record player. And I didn't secure it properly, so when I went to go hang up, whatever it was, it fell. And it fell right on my fucking record player, which had that record on it. Put a huge fucking scratch across it and ruined the record. So mad. I love that record. Uh, but I bought another uh, different one that had Wendy on it, which is pretty cool. I love Wes Montgomery. I got a Louis Armstrong record. Um, I got a Matt Berry record, the guy who plays Laszlo in what we do in the shadows toast and toast of london um i bought one of his records so i'm excited about that i got a cigarros record so i'm happy about that that should be cool to vibe out too especially here as we get a little bit darker and darker earlier and earlier there's certain records you gotta let's do at a certain time i think they could have a lot of cool stuff like that i think it might be more of a springtime record actually I don't know. I don't know. I guess I have to listen to the record to understand. There's like certain records, like Elsie by the Horrible Crows. I listen to that like every December. There's every record by the National is a winter record. Uh, <laughs> they don't make summer things. 
Um, like I said, I listen to Gaslight Anthem's 59 sound in the summer, like, all the time. Um, yeah, there's certain, like, certain records just attach themselves to seasons. Pretty neato. Uh, it's Gonna Rain All Day by Danny Gerano. That is a early spring Sunday morning record when it's raining outside. Literally, that's the best time to listen to that record. It's got to be raining. It's got to be Sunday. It's got to be early in the day, like before 10 o'clock, and it's got to be raining. And I think that's the perfect time to listen to that record. And not like kind of like it's a nice day out raining. It's kind of, it's just kind of gray and kind of like, oh, you know what? There's nothing I can do today because it's just going to be raining just enough to not be able to go outside and do anything. So I'm going to stay inside, and it's just going to rain all day. And it's yeah, it's a great record for it. It's a beautiful record. I love that record. What else did I get, though? Let's think. So I named Sigurus, I named Matt Berry, Louis Armstrong. Oh, I got Tribe Called Quest, um, the newest record. Um, thank you for your service. Uh, what else did I fucking get? Did I buy, f- I buy, I, maybe I bought five. I thought I did, I, bought, I thought I bought six from Used Kids. Now I can't remember what that sixth one is. Well, son of a bitch. I'm going to be so mad when I... Because I brought the bag in, you know, the like what they, you know, the package in, or the bag or whatever you want to put, like what they put the records in when you take them home. And I put them down. I haven't got them out yet to do the cataloging, then put them away. What the fuck was it? It's going to make me, it's, it's making me, it's going to make me so mad. So mad when I open up, I'm like, oh, duh. And then uh, yesterday I bought uh, Board at Work, went and found some records, got uh, Mike Cooley, Jason Isbell, and Patterson Hood playing a live show in like 2010. So there's the three main songwriters from uh, Drive-By Truckers playing a show together. It'd be pretty neat. Uh, let's see, what else did I get? Yesterday I got Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails. I got Rage Against Machines self-titled, the first one. Let's see, let's think, Brandon. Come on. Bouncing Souls, Ghosts on the Boardwalk. And there's one more. I got Tom Waits record. Which one did I get? Fuck. It wasn't Heart Attack and Vine. Was it Rain? It wasn't Rain Dogs. It's not closing time. Oh shit! Come on. It's one of the late seventies ones. I bought it with not being hundred percent sure if I already had it or not. I know it's not Heart of a Saturday Night. Let's see. I got the five right. Now we're just kind of. Now I'm just like filling airtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What was it? Was it small change? Believe it was small change. I th- no, I, th- I have small change. What am I thinking? Was it Nighthawks at the diner? It might be Nighthawks at the diner. I don't fucking know. Who knows anymore, man? I'll I'll I'll, I'll get that in like a week or two, and we'll take care of it then. <laughs> I guess it's time. I guess to jump into. The three songs of the week. And I like how since I went from five songs to three songs, I pick out eight songs. And I'm like, oh shit, now i got to figure out which ones I want to play. And um, this week was hard. I wanted to do a Jawbreaker song. I tried. I wanted to do um, a Kendrick song. I wanted, there were so many fucking songs that popped up this week. I'm like, oh, I should pick that one. Oh, I should pick that one. Oh, I should pick that one. And ultimately, I just like, can't pick them all, man. Can't take them all, you know? So we're going to get into three songs. Uh, song number one this week is from a band that's been on here numerous times. A lot of times to hold steady. Uh, the Minnesota Kids slash Brooklyn Kids. Um, this is off their newest record, Open Door Policy, which came out, what was that? Did it come out in 2020? It ended up being 2021. The years are all the fucking same. It came out last year. 
Um, this is Heavy Covenant, which was the second song they released from it. It's a great track. Great track. Uh, it builds up nicely from the just the synths and like the driving drum through the whole, the whole song. And eventually, like you know, you got the guitars, more kind of different synths. Uh, I think Steve's the lead on this one, guitar-wise. Steve is a really cool addition to this band, a little bit more bluesy in sound. So, I, I don't know, it's a fucking great track. This is Heavenly Covenant by The Hold Steady. Hand hit the main there. <laughs> I screwed that up. My bad, people, if uh, that scared you. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, what happened there. I went, uh, hit the, the bring down the music and I hit the main and shot it up. <laughs> Amateur. Oh, anyway, Heavy Covenant by The Hold Steady off Open Door Policy from 2021. Great fucking track. Um, I wrote something in the same, not the same vein, artistic or like uh, subject matter wise, but I didn't even realize it. I was playing something I'm like, oh, this works this way and this way. And like, I'm like, it took me like a couple of days working on it. I'm like, this is literally the same exact chords and progression. And like, basically, it's a little different melodically of Heavy Covenant, but eh, whatever. You know what I mean? not like my shit's getting released. Uh, yeah, Heavy Covenant, great track. I, I fucking love that. The the imagery of the wine glass on the microwave and the ashtray in the kitchenette. I like that imagery. Beautiful imagery. Like I said, Craig Finn's a fucking otherworldly different writer. And then, um, like the whole song about making it safe to bring the subject up of where to get your drugs. You know, seeing stories in the scorch marks. Uh, what else is that other line? Seeing scores, hearing bass lines and the buzzing of the lights, you know. Kind of zoning out, spacing out there, bro. I should have done some hallucinogenics in my time. I should have. I've done some edibles here or there, but I didn't feel shit while doing them. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too, I don't know, not stunted, like, uh, not, maybe dull. Um, I know some people do have trouble with that stuff. Maybe I'm just one of them. I don't know. I don't understand it. Maybe I need to talk to some people who know their shit about that stuff and see how that works. But at the same time, I don't want to start... I don't want to be that guy at 30 becomes, like, the fucking far out there. Yo, man, you got the... You ever done... He never dropped the acid, man? I don't fucking know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, song number one, Heavy Covenant by The Hold Steady. Great song. I love how that kind of bursts at the very end, where everything, like the horns, the synths, the guitars, the bass, drums, all just kind of come together right there at the end. It's fucking great. Excuse me. And then the other day, I was at my birthday. I went to the bank to deposit some money, and um, I was listening to some Dave House. And it's a great and um, Dave House is great. I almost picked a couple of his songs. I almost picked Dirty Fucker, or um, what was the other song I was thinking about picking? I think Dirty Fucker was the song I was gonna pick, but I decided not to. But then um, I forgot he did a he did a cover with Brian Fallon of uh, the next song that's on the list. It is Patty Griffin's Long Ride Home. And they did a great cover of it. I was like, oh, shit. It popped on like while I was listening to Dave. I was like, oh, shit. I forgot all about it. I kind of forgot that song, even though it's fucking wonderful. Not, not like forgotten like, in a bad way. It's just like, I haven't listened to that song in forever. And immediately, like I got to listen to that song right now. I listened to it like two or three straight times because it's such a beautiful song. I, fo- I love the guitar. Patty's got a great voice. And it's just a... It's just a beautiful fucking track. There's a lot of those, um, like Patty Griffin, Serena Ryder, um, oh, Emmy Lou Harris in that kind of, in that range. Oh, they, they wrote some fucking great stuff. Fucking great stuff in their times. But yeah, but this is Long Ride Home by Patty Griffin. Great track. Great track. Patty Griffin's Long Ride Home. When, when, when was that song written? 
2002 off Thousand Kisses. Great track. She also has a cover of Stolen Car on that record. Um, her, her version of Stolen Car is pretty fucking good. Not as great as Bruce's, but it's pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, so that was Long Ride Home. There's so many great song like lyrics in this song. Patty's a fucking fantastic songwriter. Um, you know. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful song. You know, it's the whole. It's all about like a widower and stuff like that. Um, mourning her, you know, or, uh, yeah, not mourning her, or I guess it could be, uh, Buried Wife, um, oh, it's just a great fucking song, isn't it? It's a great song. You know, at the end, you know, headlights searching down the driveway, the house as dark as it can be. I go inside and all is silent, and it seems as empty as the inside of me. Ooh. Sad. That's sad. But Beautiful. Absolutely fucking beautiful. You know, we all have to get there. You know, 40 years go by with someone laying in your bed. 40 years of thi- forty years of things you say you wish you'd never said. How hard would have it been to say some kind of words instead? And I wonder as I stare up the sky turning red. Oh, oh, great song. Absolutely wonderful song. Patty Griffin. Fucking fantastic. Her, Cat Power. I always say like Serena Ryder, Amy Lou Harris. There's quite a few of them in there. There's one I'm definitely forgetting that's driving me up the wall right now. But, you know, whatever. We're there. Uh, so song number two of the week, Stolen Car. Not Stolen Car, I'm sorry. <laughs> Long Ride Home. <laughs> Long Ride Home by Patty Griffin. Um, two seconds, I have to check something. Oh. That's not what I wanted. Yeah. I don't know what I was checking. My bad. Anyway, back on task. Uh, Song number three this week. A band that I absolutely love and adore, but I've never talked about. Outside of talking about meeting a girl at one of their shows and fucking the whole thing up. This is Lucero from Memphis, Tennessee. Guy's been doing it for 25 years now. Uh, Ben chased a girl from Arkansas to Memphis. uh, Ended up failing. And he decided to stay in Memphis. Formed this band with uh, Stubbs. Um... Roy Berry, right, Roy? And, uh, oh, shit, Brian Venable on guitar. It's been like those four guys, except for a brief period when Brian left the band. I think he left... I think he did not record Nobody's Darlings, but I think he came back right after it. Like, he like basically was just out of the band long enough for them to record Nobody's Darlings, and then he came back into the band. Now they got uh, Steph on the fucking... Keys over there and they kill it. Still writing great songs. But this song's off 2002. I am 90% sure about that. Yeah, 2002. One of my favorite records of all time. This is a record called Tennessee. And this might be the greatest Lucero song. It's just the way the guitar opens up. Ben's fucking horse ass voice just, you know, does not, you know, fucking full of whiskey and cigarettes and just rough as can be. And then it blows up in the end, and it's ew, it's fucking mm, cathartic. Uh, this is Nights Like These, which for me is the best Lucero song ever. Whew! I fucking love that track. Lucero, Nights Like These from 2002's uh, Tennessee. One of my favorite songs. Um, I've talked about how much I love like John Moreland. John Moreland writes like better songs than Lucero, but Lucero writes the m- songs that mean more to me. You know what I mean? Not saying anything bad about John Warren. He's a fucking absolute one of the goats. Uh, but yeah, there's so many lines in here that's just like 
they're a little bit more service level. They're not as deep, but man, they fucking can hit you like a ton of bricks. So many songs in this era of Lucero too, from like their self-titled Tennessee, uh, that much further west. Uh, you know, nobody's darlings. They wrote some fucking great sad-ass songs, and they are fucking wonderful, like this, you know, nights like these that make me sleep all day, nights like these that make you feel so far away, oh yeah, I don't want you anymore, but then, you know, I've only got this one wish, I wish I was good enough to make you forget the only boy who ever broke your heart, oh, because nights like these, they tear me apart, and I think, like, of all the lyrics out there, all time, ever written, like, obviously, Tramps Like Us, Baby, We Were Born to Run is, like, one of the fucking all-time great records. And it's also one that I feel like I attach to so much. But in the bridge of this fucking song, like, oh, in Nights Like These, it has lyric that I may identify with more than almost maybe any other lyric of all fucking time. You know? She had a weakness for writers, and I, I was never that good at the words anyway. <laughs> I fucking love that line. That is such a good line. Oh, you know, just kind of like, yeah, I was just, you know, I just wasn't good enough in the end. So, you know, I wish I was good enough to make you forget the only boy who ever broke your heart. Oh, because nights like these, they tear me apart. I, I used to know how to play this entire song. I used to be able to play the bridge on guitar and all that fun. So I haven't played it in forever. I need to play more guitar. I've been I've been really slacking on my music stuff lately. I need to get back into it, man. God, what a fucking... I might I might not even watch Lost, and I might just put on fucking Tennessee, put my headphones into it, and just listen to it. Like, what a great record. I mean, that is followed up with... Uh, so the opening... Like, if you're a Lucero fan, like, these will mean something to you. <laughs> the first four songs of fucking Tennessee's Sweet Little Thing, uh, Slow Dancing, Nights nice Like These, and Ain't So Lonely. Oh, those are four fucking great tracks. Also on there is uh, When You're Gone, Last Song, Fistful of Tears. Chain Link Fence, I'll Just Fall, shit, all of it, Darby song's on there too, which is a song they never play, then you got Into Your Eyes, oh, it's a fantastic record, one of my all-time favorites, like a top, probably top fiver, I fucking love Tennessee, it's a great track, great record, uh, I need to talk about Lucero, I just haven't, like I said, the only thing I ever talked about was Lucero Girl, and don't get me fucking started on Lucero Girl again, god damn it, Brandon, I could be so happy with some chick right now, somewhere out in the world, doing whatever. Maybe I'm doing the same exact thing. Or maybe we would have done whatever and then realized we hated each other's guts. <laughs> but at the same time, it's the not knowing that kills you the most. Ah, oh, Lucero girl, wherever you are, hope you're happy. <laughs> oh. God, man. Just before, like, that second verse, like that, you know. Nights like these, I feel like giving up, and it's nights like these that I don't seem to care as much. I thought it's, I don't seem to count it for much. I think these lyrics are wrong. I thought I don't seem to count for much. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. These fucking lyrics are wrong, you idiots. Ugh, amateurs. Other than that, nights like these, Lucero from Tennessee, 2002, one of the cruelly, cruelly great songs. What the fuck was that? Truly great songs, uh, out there. Um, I'm going to talk more about Lucero over the time. 
Uh, so this has been my time, I believe, tonight. Oh, shit, we end up going really long. I think it's mostly... I have really stalled for a lot of time tonight. Uh, once again, my name is Brandon. This has been Monster Eight the Pilot. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. If you like what you've heard, spread the good word. Uh, available on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Anchor sponsoring the podcast, so thank you for that. Um, like, share, subscribe, support. If you know somebody who would be interested, uh, let them know about it. Like I said, we're inching ever so close to getting that first guest on here. I'm pretty sure we've confirmed it's Lauren. It's just getting his worthless, worthless, worthless butt up here. <laughs> it's good to see him the other day, too. Um, yeah, like I said, if you have questions, let me know. If you have answers, let me know. If you want to be on the show, let me know. Like I said, once Lauren comes on, I'll just also know be an avalanche of fucking people, I think. Maybe not an avalanche. But I already have like a couple people in mind of like moving forward there. I think with the those episodes, they're going to be like a Friday thing. So I'll do like the regular two shows and then I'll, like, not every Friday, but like when I have somebody, they'll release on Friday. I don't know. We're figuring this shit out. I have nobody to bounce these ideas off of. It's literally just me all the time. So, um, like I said, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night. I will see you Wednesday with the Springsteen Song of the Week and some more ramblings. Maybe I'll start that uh, Sam Rockwell movie rewatch, the movie watch thing and maybe I will finally catch up on House of Dragon. Maybe I will also be a couple episodes into season two of Lost. Don't know yet. We'll figure it all out together. Thank you again. Peace out. Yeah, I guess also Wednesday I'll be prepping for, I got a lot of shit to do Wednesday. I've got, I got the podcast obviously. I've got therapy that day and I've got the homeboys. The, the dudes, the bros, the homies, the masters of disaster are going to get together. And we're going to a show together. And it's going to be mild. <laughs> so I will see you Wednesday. Uh, peace out.